Hey family, you're tuning in to the Jimmy Bonds podcast on Philadelphia Radio. Pardon any technical difficulties as we are recording live on the Zoom platform. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy. Lights, camera, action. Some people thought I quit and I ain't giving satisfaction. From a different era, writing rhymes up on napkins. What you had to say was more important, man, than traffic. Yeah, I'm talking back. Speaking of What's good, family? Welcome to another episode of Jimmy Bonds Podcast from Philadelphia Radio. This episode is sponsored by Major Flavor Catering. I'm your host, Jimmy Bonds, along with my co-host, Ty T.Y. What's good, Ty? How you feeling? All good in the neighborhood, Jimmy, live from the 215. You know, we do live from 215. You know, I can't forget my other co-host, the lovely Miss T with the T. What's up, T? How you doing? I'm feeling good, Jimmy. How about you? I'm doing well, mama. I'm doing well. Remember, family, you can call us with your comments or questions at 844-844-1244. Again, it's 844-844-1244. You can also email us at jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. Again, it's jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. That's J-I-M-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com. Also, fam, remember, you can find us on Instagram at Jimmy Bonds Podcast, on Twitter at Podcast Bonds. Make sure you join the Jimmy Bonds Podcast Facebook group. Make sure you join the Facebook group. We're going to continue to open a dialogue. Also, family, make sure you follow us and subscribe and like our Instagrams, our Facebooks, our Twitters, and also our YouTube channel, Jimmy Bonds Podcast YouTube and Philadelphia Radio YouTube. Moving right along, family. Tonight, 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 we are discussing a topic that I think is very important. You've seen it in the news time and time again. They they kind of use it as a slogan, but I think it's very important. Tonight's topic is health and wellness. And we are lucky enough to be joined by my sister, who is very astute in this subject, very well familiar with it, my sister Vanessa Whitfield. But let me tell you about it before we get started. You know how we do. You know how we do, family. Let me give you a little synopsis of Vanessa so you can find out more about her. So Vanessa is an integrative nutrition health coach. She's also a functioning nutrition counselor in training. She is a wellness and home educator. She's a wife to a college sweetheart and also a devoted mom of four. She has a passion for empowering women who are exhausted or overwhelmed and on the cuffs of burnout. Because she's been there too. She has she she knows this experience, family. She aims to inspire, educate, and support others on their journey to better health. She's outgoing, humble, unique, inventive, often selfless, driven, a steadfast survivor, optimistic, gracious, intuitive, and someone I call my sister. Ladies and gentlemen, Vanessa. Whitfield. What's up, Vanessa? How you doing, sis? How you doing? How you doing? Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Man, I'm doing good. Thank you for that grand entrance there. I appreciate that. Ah, yes, yes, yes. That's what we do. That's what we do. Well, listen, we're going to kick this right off. So family, health and wellness. What is health and wellness? You hear this, you hear it all the time. It's it's different than what it used to be. You know, when we was coming up, you didn't hear health and wellness. You didn't hear people talking about you know, my, my, my overall well-being or how I'm feeling. You just, people just dealt with their stuff regularly, just and kept it all bottled up. If you were sick, you went to the doctor and that was it. Whatever the doctor prescribed, you kind of just went along with it. But in today's world, health and wellness is very important. It's a vital aspect of our lives every day. It's a vital aspect of how we feel and how we think. So I wanted to discuss this topic because there are some misconceptions about it. There are some, some, I guess, preconceived notions about what health and wellness is. So Family, I'm going to ask you what you think health and wellness is, and then we'll actually, actually kind of get the definition of it. So, Ty, what do you think health and wellness is? Deals with the overall health of the body and the functioning of the systems in place. To me, that's what it is. Tay, what do you think? I feel like what you said, overall health in the body, but I also think mental health is a big part of it. Your mental, because you can't fix anything else unless it's, unless your mental is correct, or at least at least I don't want to say, okay, I'm not using the right terminology, but you have to fix your mental before you can do anything else. That's what I believe. Mm-hmm. And I always think that's an important aspect that people sometimes forget is that your mental health is, is a vital aspect of your mm-hmm. overall health and wellness. So yeah. let's go to somebody who's very familiar with the topic. Vanessa, what do you think, or what, do, what have you been, what have you known that the, the health and wellness, what does it mean? Yeah. You know, when we talk about health and wellness, um, I do think of it in terms of a holistic view. So it it is the body and the systems and, and their interconnectedness. But, 
your mental health, your emotional well-being. And I, I would throw in also your spiritual health, your your financial health. I, there, there are so many aspects that really play a part in your in your well-being. And we we actually in the training that I received, um, you know, we talk about primary and secondary foods. And you would think when you're talking about primary and secondary, it's like, oh, primary is going to be like broccoli and kale. And then secondary is going to be like potatoes or, or something that's not like high up there. But actually, the secondary foods refer to everything that's put on your plate. The primary foods are actually things like your community and, you know, physical activity is in there, Um, your spiritual life, uh, your career, you know, your education, your relationships, um, because all of those things are actually more fundamental. You can be eating all the broccoli in the world, but if you're in an abusive relationship, that broccoli is not going to help you. So, mm. Mm. Uh, that's yeah, Todd. Like yeah, I, I yeah yeah yeah. That's that's yeah. See, that's what we talk about right there. Like that's exactly what I was hoping for when we talked to him. And I was like, yo, Vanessa, come on. This was exactly what I was hoping for. You know, as far as what I've kind of researched about it, they say there's five components of mental health, maybe even seven. But the five components they talk about are physical, emotional, social, spiritual, intellectual, environmental, and occupational. So those five, seven, five to seven components make up the the whole well-being of, of your health and wellness. A lot of times they think doctors even doctors sometimes talk about health and wellness. And, you know, it starts off with how you're feeling and all that stuff. But like what you said was so key. You can eat whatever you like and eat healthy and all that. But if your mental or your environment or your social aspect is not where it needs to be, it will it will hinder you emotionally. So one thing affects the other. So if you don't have those things in line or even start working on one thing at a time, everything else can fall apart you know, just, just, just in general. So like, you know, they talk about the physical exercising, of course, but in a pandemic and life and having a family, having kids just working, a lot of us can't exercise like we want to. So Mm -hmm. that's sometimes you check that box. Like, yeah, I got to exercise more. Okay. Okay. That's fine. You got to exercise more. The emotional aspect, like people talk about, let me go get a therapist. Let me go talk to somebody about my, my emotions and how I'm feeling. Let me talk to a friend, someone close Sometimes it's hard to share with people exactly how you're feeling for reasons of judgment, for reasons of, you know, you're you're not used to sharing. A lot of us don't like to be vulnerable. I mean, I know I'm one of them. So it's like you bottle everything up, you keep everything close to you. And that that affects your your health and your wellness. Then you talk about the social aspect. Uh, You know, I have been known to be an antisocial person at times because just I like to be by myself sometimes, but that's not always a good thing. You have to have people that you can relate to that can help you go over what you might be feeling inside, you know, whether it's depression, anxiety, PTSD, whatever it may be, you have to have people that you can talk to to help you with that. And I mean, Ty, Ty, Ty can tell you, T can tell you, both of them can tell you, I listen, I've had some things happen. And if I didn't have them to be there for me, I'm not sure exactly how I would feel, you know, because like I said, I keep everything bottled up. Then you talk about the spiritual side. Now, we're not talking about church. We're not talking about going to church every day or going to church every week. We're talking about your your actual spiritual health, like how you feel in terms of in terms of, I guess, your 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 higher being. You know what I mean? How how are you connecting with your spiritual side? Are you meditating? Are you taking a moment in the morning before you go in to gather yourself so that you can feel emotionally ready to go in there? I mean, it's spiritual spirituality is different for everybody. It's not the same. So always think like you have to have a certain kind of like je ne sais quoi for your spirit to, to feel like you're going to you, like, you know, like you're, you're heading in the right direction. And then you talk about the intellectual side. That's really your creative aspect. What are you doing to keep your mind motivated to go forward? I mean, I know for me, it's it's doing a podcast. For me, it's creating music. For me, it's reading. It's learning more about things I didn't know about. That's the that's the intellectual aspect of it, and just and just staying staying on those things. Now, I, I just mentioned five things, and for an average person, that's a lot to deal with on a daily basis. You know, that's a lot to take on. So, I feel like, and Vanessa, you tell us, do you feel like like as a person, you should tackle things one at a time? Or because some people think about I got to do everything at one time. I got to put it all on my plate and then do everything. 
But do you feel like it's it's that, or do you feel like it's more? It's more take each each day at a time and maybe tackle one thing each day. Yeah, you know, every everyone is different. I think everyone um, approaches it differently. Um, I, I do think that, and the, you know, something that I do in health coaching is helping people create specific attainable goals, um, something that's measurable, something that is again specific. And I do tend to, when I, when I say attainable, it also, I want it to be realistic. And so sometimes if somebody is completely overwhelmed and the people that I'm working with typically are just, I feel like we're all in a category right now. Like everybody's just like sinking. Right. But I think that overall, you know, because I'm working with women who are feeling burned out or just feeling like everything is just way too much, we take it down to just one, one thing at a time, like you said, but I know there are other people who they're like, get, let me know what I need to do and let me knock it out. And, and they may go at a quicker pace just because that's their, that's their personality. And, and they're able to do that, you know, with whatever they've got on their plate. Is it more to the, to the point of like, you know, we deal with people in, 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 in a very kind of like, we try to understand people's, I guess what they're going through. We try to be a listening ear, but not all the time. Are we good at it? You know what I mean? Sometimes we just say, just get over it. You know, it's a, it's just get over it type of attitude. Do you, do you feel like particularly in communities of color, that's, that's kind of like a misconception or the wrong perception when it comes to health and wellness? I do. I do. I do. And, you know, I, I will also say, I mean, the majority of women, I'm trying to think, no, I've had one person who's, who's not a woman of color. Um, but most of my clients have been women of color as well. And, I just find that, you know, there's, there's a lot of pressure that is felt to just keep it together and to just keep, keep on going. And I think you made reference to this earlier. Like if you are not like dying, then you're fine. Just keep, keep going. And there's a lot of historical stuff that would make one feel like that is the only way to go. Um, so I do think there's a lot of history there, but I don't, I don't think that it's the healthiest way because like you said, but you know, bottling things up, somebody used an illustration with me once and it, it really stuck. They said, when you bottle up an emotion, particularly strong emotions, whether they're from childhood or, you know, current relationships, you know, you, you stuff it down and it's like trying to stuff down a beach ball underwater. Eventually that thing's just going to pop up somewhere. And you don't know where it's going to pop up, but it will pop up and it will show up in different areas of your life. And you may not even know that it's related um, until you do the hard work of, of sort of figuring out the root cause, like what is really at the root of why you're feeling the way you're feeling. So, yeah, I think all that needs to be addressed. You, you know, and I, I don't mean to kind of bombard everything. Todd, though you got something you probably want to throw in. You know, I, I'm tired of the slogans. It's OK not to be OK. Like, yeah, okay, that that's that's a great way to think about it. It's okay not to be okay, but I'm not okay. So I need help. You know what I mean? And and, and yeah. I think the slogans are a great marketing way to get people to pay attention to the subject, but I don't think that they really dial in what really people are feeling really wholeheartedly. You know, like if it's okay not to be okay and I'm not okay, what is your solution to help me not be, you know, help me feel better? What's your solution to help me get over this hump? You know, because that's really what it is. We all go through trials and tribulations. We all we all think that being positive about everything is going to make it better. And that's not always the being ultra positive is not always going to be the best solution. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? I, I'm optimistic. I'm always I'm, 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 I'm optimistic, but I've had some things be taken away from me that kind of took my optimism as well. So you feel like if I'm not the, my optimistic person, there's something wrong. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. I, I don't I don't like the slogans because they do not really give answers cold like really give answers to people that really need them you know what mm -hmm. i mean like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be quiet right now so i know you got something to say go ahead bro go ahead bro. <laughs> the process that you go through with your clients like how do you start and prepare to help them out so uh, my programs are client-centered and so what I mean by that is I don't have a program that just everybody just runs through that program. I do have timelines, like if somebody wants to work with me for three months or if they want to work with six months. And the first thing that everybody does, you know, they, they 
fill out, you know, their, their health forms. And, you know, we ask all the, all the questions there, but we'll go through that health history. But then one of the most critical parts actually comes um, just right after that, when we go through something I call the circle of life. And in that, we look at all of the primary foods that I mentioned before, you know, the spirituality and their uh, their education, their career, you know, physical activity is on their um, relationship, social life, you know, joy, um, home environment. I mean, it, it's extensive. There are 12 categories. I ask my clients to rate each category and to tell me sort of where is their level of satisfaction in terms of, you know, that category for them based on where their strengths are and their, you know, lesser strengths, shall we say, we will work toward bringing more balance. It's really, it's really used as a snapshot to see how their life is right now. We all go through different seasons and, you know, my, my circle of life two years ago does not look like my circle of life right now. It may not even look the same in three months because, you know, a lot of things can change. And so the idea is to use it as a tool to be able to, I guess, create, create the balance, like I said. Aside from that, um, you know, I always ask, ask the client what kind of goals, what are they hoping to get out of this? You know, and you have, you have all kinds of different answers. You know, you have one who, who just wants to improve sleep and otherwise thinks, you know, everything is fine. But in the course of working with me realizes, you know, actually, okay, so there were some relationship issues that I guess I wasn't really aware of. But now that you mention it, you know, yeah, I'm really not happy about X, Y, and Z. And so we might, you know, go into there. I am not a therapist. I clarify multiple times that, you know, I am not a therapist. I'm also not a doctor. Um, I will not diagnose. I do not treat. Um, but I, I also am like, I'm, I'm almost like a, a resource also. Like I'm coaching, I'm on your side. I'm like cheering you on, trying to help you where you feel you need help. Um, and maybe spotlight some areas where you don't think you need help, but I may notice that you might need some gentle movement in a, in a better direction. And then, and then I try to point you to, you know, to, to people who might be able to help, whether that is, you know, a counselor or a functional medical doctor or whatever. So that's, that's sort of how that goes. And so every, every client looks different. Uh, my second question is, uh, do you just work with women or do you also help out men as well? You know, that's a great question. Um, so, so far I've only had women um, okay. and I really do have a passion um, to work with women, but I have, you know, I've never had a man ask me if, you know, if he could work with me. So I don't know that I would turn a man down. I just, I, I think, um, especially coming from the caregiver position, uh, of course, a man can also be a caregiver. That's a big part of my story, just being being the mom of these four kids and my journey with them. And um, sorry, it's a long-winded answer, but question mark. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you. Sure. I can dig it. See, I know you got a question and, and we're going to, you know, we're going to let you jump into it. We're going to take a quick break after you, but go ahead. Okay. My question was for, um, for you was, how did you get like all into the holistic approach and helping others and things like that? Like, was it just like always a dream or like an always thing that you wanted to do? Like was something that you always want to do. That's the correct terminology. <laughs> yeah. How much time you got before the break? <laughs> <laughs> Keep on going. <laughs> well, so no, this was, this was not my dream. I never, I mean, I had a, I had some slight interest in, in health stuff, um, even as a young child, but I've never, I didn't even know what a health coach was. I, you know, but I, I really did come by this. Honestly, my, my children really started one by one. One of my kids uh, got severely, severely ill and she was so sick and so unwell, but every doctor that we went to and every single test that came back, came back normal. It was so, you know, it was to the point where we were like, no, there's gotta be something happening here. And, you know, it started with, you know, headaches and pains in her feet and pains in her arms or her hands. Um, so nothing, you know, nothing terribly alarming, but I just, I just saw it sort of continue to, to get worse and worse. 
And we had seen, you know, we had seen allergists and asthma specialists. She had, you know, started having sort of weightiness on her chest and trouble breathing. And I'm just like, what is really going on? And, you know, as a mom, I was concerned, but I'm going to the experts and everybody's telling me she's fine. So I'm like, okay, she's fine. And in, you know, months and months later, months and months later, um, she had a drastic turn for the worst. And, uh, she, she's passed out, um, in, in my bathroom one night and we had to call the ambulance. She had been gasping for air. So, I mean, at this point we're like, no, 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 somebody's going to figure this out. And even in the hospital, all of her vitals were normal. All of her levels were normal. MRIs, CAT scans, everything normal. While we're in the hospital, I just, I just want to paint the picture of how drastic this was. She was losing her vision. She was losing her hearing. She was having seizure-like activity, but they were saying they were not seizures, but I'm watching her body convulsing. And when those doctors surrounded me and told me, your daughter's perfectly healthy, I just, I, I weeped. I weeped. I, 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 I wept. I weeped. I, I did all of those. I did both. And, and it was, it was such a devastating feeling. And they sent me home with a list of psychologists and said that maybe she's anxious. And I am so thankful for her pediatrician because her pediatrician really listened to me and said to me in our follow-up, she said, mom, what is your sense of what's going on? And I said, I have no idea, but she's not anxious. That's not what's going on. I don't know what they're saying, if this is some kind of panic attack, but this is like, this was just, just an overnight sudden change. And so she worked with me to just keep up with her symptoms. Fast forward, she did some specialized testing and it was like maybe three months later that we were able to get some specialized testing from this doctor um, that showed that she had some nutritional deficiencies. And although that's not really something to celebrate for me, I'm like, thank you, because something finally showed up that was wrong. And we had already started seeing a psychologist who was like, uh, she, doesn't, she doesn't seem anxious. I don't know what's wrong. This seems like something organic happening. Fast forward again. All right. So these are months and months of just non um like it, it was not livable. Like we, I, I was thinking we had to get like an in, in-home caregiver. I was thinking we might have to like get, get a caregiver for the other kids. Like, I just didn't know what we were going to do because the four, you know, the other three kids were just like watching everything and things just got progressively worse. If that wasn't even bad enough. Right. Like it, she, she really, it, it was almost like she became a different person. She was always in pain, yelling, uh, catatonic, you know, paralysis. I mean, it was, it was really heart-wrenching. And finally we were able to get a diagnosis that seemed to, you know, it was sort of a diagnosis of exclusion, but I was, I was glad for something, but it wasn't until a year later that they ran some tests. And at this point, not only was my daughter suffering, my son started to suffer. And then my other children, all, all of them, behavioral changes, hyperactivity, lack of focus. I mean, I have, I have one child who is particularly chill. I mean, he, has, he was like born out of the womb chill, okay? These kids had changed drastically. They conducted some more specialized testing. This fantastic pediatrician that we see found that they had mold toxicity. So (laughs) as we found that out and it was like, oh my goodness, Um, we found the source. We started to, you know, treat um, things started, you know, getting better. And at that point I felt like, you know, me and the pediatrician were tight. We were like, you know, but I also was like, I need to respect, like, I can't be calling her every day. Um, And so I was like, you know what? I just, I can't, I've heard too much about the gut brain axis. Like I need to understand what's really going on. They talked about gut inflammation and neuroinflammation. And I'm like, I don't know, but none of these sound good to me. So I just need to learn because I need to take care of my kids. And that's how I started the program. 
I knew that it was a health coaching program, but I had zero interest or bandwidth to even be thinking about a career. My husband, who is a visionary and has plenty of visions for my life, was like, me, yo, you could be a health coach after this. And I was like, <laughs> no, 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 hold up, hold up. I don't think you understand. I'm like, I'm, I'm doing this because I need to learn and our kids need to get better. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just saying like down the road. And I'm like, look, I can't, I can't go there with you. Okay, just, yeah, just like, let me just look right here. And now he's like, yeah. Now yeah, what? Now you. what? Because yeah, I told you, right? yes. And so once, because once the kids started getting better and they were stable, and I saw just how an alternative approach to healing yeah. was like was what saved them. Yeah. I was like, oh no, oh no. See, this is this is I can't keep this to myself. And yeah. that's when I I was just I became passionate about helping others just become empowered and like not let doctors are amazing, but they also don't know everything. No, they don't. I'll tell, tell you that they don't, they don't know. There's, there's a lot. They don't know. There's yes. an awful lot. They don't know. They're used to, yes. they're used to kind of, they, they read charts and they make diagnosis based on the information they get, the data that they receive. So once they, once That's they right. receive the data, they'll look at it and they make, Really, it's it's a it's an assumption it's an assumption judgment I would say that it's this where it can mm-hmm. be something different. You That's know? right. And and if they're not familiar with it, if they don't know how to how to quote unquote fix it, it's everything's fine. You know? Yes. And, yes. And when you when you've been through experiences with doctors that are not, they don't want to work as hard as they need to to find a diagnosis that is that is proper. Or, mm-hmm. or even think outside the box to think maybe this is something else other than what what I, I'm thinking it might be, or get or get additional counseling from other doctors that can help them explain. I mean, it's like, you know, it. it I mean, it is what it is, and I'm not I'm not trying to say anything about the doctors or anybody in the, in the medical medical profession. I'm just saying there are people like we are, yes, you know, that's and, right. and they're trained a certain kind of way. So because they're trained a certain kind of way, they stick to their training. A lot of times within your training, you have to think outside the box. You have to think, you have to, you have to be bigger than that. And, you know, it's particularly with us people of color. It's like, we come from a different background where, you know, grandma gave us these remedies that worked, you know, my mom gave me mm-hmm. this, my dad did this for me when I was a kid. And I mean, that's, that's the kind of like how we are. And I'm, I mean, that's part of a, a holistic side of it. So if you have a holistic and a medical side, you combine those two, that's what helps people become better, you know? That's what, yeah. that's what helps them become better. Well, I think one thing that I have found also is, and and my my pediatrician put it so well. Um, at one point, you know, when we're we're following up, I mean, every two weeks we got these appointments, and that's like now that it's been spread out, right? Before it was like three times a week. Or so she says to me, you know, Vanessa, we are not just looking for the absence of symptoms. We really want the kids to be thriving. We want them to be well. And I think one of the things that I learned in this program is just the idea that we we have a medical system, but the medical system is geared toward disease management, not prevention, not wellness. And so in, in my training, like we're not trying to get you to where you have the disease. Now, if you have the disease, well, you know, let's see how we can help. But we really want to prevent the disease and encourage people to, you know, actually be well. Ms. Vanessa, I mean, you, you touched on a point there because uh, my experience with doctors, for example, I see it whereas we have symptoms with many causes or we have a cause with many symptoms. And they would try to get me to take three different types of blood pressure medications. And I'm like, why do you want me to take three different types of blood pressure medications? If I'm sitting down, I'm not doing nothing at all. I'm relaxed and my blood pressure is high. Then I feel as though there's something going on in my body somewhere. And I need to know what it is as far as just taking three pills a day for 30 days for one year. And I don't put over a thousand pills into my body in one year. And I'm still having high blood pressure. It doesn't make sense. Mm. And one of my doctors actually, I don't know if she slipped up or not, but I had a late afternoon appointment. It was around four o'clock. I didn't take my blood pressure medication that day. And so they took my blood pressure was high. She's like, well, your blood pressure is rather high today. Uh, did you take your medication? I said, yeah, I took it first thing this morning, like around 6.37 o'clock. 
And she, she was like, well, yeah, that's about right. They only work for about eight hours anyway. And I'm like, okay, yes. I said the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like they only work for eight hours and that is the, they only work for eight hours. But still, if it's, if you don't take the pill and you're relaxed and your blood pressure high, it has to be something else going on. Is it the magnesium in your body? Like there has to be an origin to the cause, not so much salt because I don't even eat, I don't eat salt. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I don't do things that's causing my blood pressure to go up. So either my body's not producing something or it's producing too much of something and they're not telling me. And that's what I'm trying to find out. So I guess that will come into functional med- medicine. Is that about? Yeah. So functional medicine deals oh, oh, with oh, the oh. root. Cause one second, sorry. Yeah, y'all, y'all diving deep. This, this is, this is exactly <laughs> what, I, what I was hoping for. This was exactly what I was hoping for. Look, we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna come right back. We're gonna jump right into this functional medicine because, listen, family, this is exactly what, what when we set out to do this topic, this was what I hoped would, would come about. So we're gonna take a quick break. So remember, family, you call us with your comments, questions at 844-844-1244. Again, it's 844-844-1244. You can also email us at jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. Again, it's jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. It's J-I-M-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com. You listen to Jimmy Bond's podcast on Philadelphia Radio. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Michael from Upper Darby. This is Jimmy Bond's podcast on Philadelphia Radio. Welcome back to the Jimmy Bonds Podcast on Philadelphia Radio. We thank you for listening. Remember, family, you can call us at 844-844-1244. Again, it's 844-844-1244. You can also email us at jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. Again, it's jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. That's J-I-M-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com. And welcome back to Jimmy Bond's podcast on Philadelphia Radio. Remember, family, you can call us with your comments or questions at 844-844-1244. Again, it's 844-844-1244. You can also email us at jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. Again, it's jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. It's J-I-W-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com. Remember, family, we are also continuing our, our Artist Spotlight series. Check it out. LFRadio.com. Check it all out. But on this particular episode, family, we are talking about health and wellness with our sister, Vanessa Whitfield. She's dropping some knowledge, dropping her experience about what she's experienced with the health and wellness field, telling us her story about how she fell into the industry or the, the career path that she has. And I, I invite everybody to go back and listen to the first segment because she shared so much story, shared so much about her story with her children, how it affected her the medical field, hospitals, doctors, that good thing. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people out there have experienced something similar. So I know that it's something that that we all go through. Doctors don't know everything, although sometimes we wish they did, but they don't. And a lot of times you have to find that doctor that fits your need and fits which, what, you, what you need to help you, help you and your family get better. Um, and, and we talked about health and wellness in the sense of what the components what, what what health and wellness really means as far as like to each individual person. But on this segment, I kind of wanted to talk about functional medicine. Vanessa and Ty, Ty asked a question. Ty was about to get into it, but I wanted Vanessa to talk about that that aspect of it. What what is functional medicine and how does how does it how does it affect us every day? Um so functional medicine looks at the root cause of things, right? So if you go to a typical, you know, a traditional doctor traditional medical doctor, I should say, you know, you'll go in, if you have a headache, uh, they'll say, okay, well, how long have you had the headache? And they might ask you a few questions. Um, and you'll probably leave there with a prescription for a higher dose of ibuprofen. If that doesn't work, then you'll come back and they, they might give you something else, or they might at that point, you know, do an MRI or, or something like that. Whereas the functional medical doctor will be more interested in knowing, you know, what it's not just that the headache is there. Why is it there to begin with? What is it that's causing that headache? And that way we eliminate the headache, right? So functional medical doctors are not against medicine by any means, but they are, they're not just looking at symptoms and trying to treat the symptoms. They're looking at the symptoms and it's, it's almost like some detective work. Um, and they do have specialized uh, testing that allows them to look at, you know, nutrition profiles, um, your minerals, your vitamins, because all, all of those things play a part. And there is a lot of use of food 
as, you know, as healing elements. And I think we've, we've lost that. I mean, in in this country, for sure, we've just lost the idea that food can have healing components um, because we are just sort of go, go, go. Nobody's thinking about food. It's just, it tastes good. Is it cheap? Like, let's just go. But, but food has a lot of things that can, that can bring healing to the body. So that's, that's sort of where the functional medicine world goes. Yeah. Functional medicine. Yeah. What you put in your body. I mean, I, I wish, I wish I had known this before some of the things that happened to me, my experience, I'll tell you, okay. So what you should know, and I think T T knows this too. Ty is a survivor from. Well, it wasn't a heart attack. It was open heart surgery. Ty, he's a survivor of open heart surgery. So that's one. I'm a stroke survivor, so that's another. We have had to kind of navigate what life is like after that. You know, a lot of people tell you, you know, because I, I, I can't stand people that be like, you know, I'm vegan. Like that's better than living life. Like I'm way better than you because I'm vegan. Like you know what? Take you vegans. Go ahead with your with your snootiness and kick rocks because this is not the way life really is. Like not everybody's gonna be vegan. Not everybody can afford to be vegan. Just because you're vegan doesn't mean that you're better than me. Okay, I'm just gonna say that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you got some some pent up uh, bitterness. You know. <laughs> no, no. It's it's just that you know it's it's just like people people wear talk about being vegan like like it's, it's their race like you know being a vegan is is the society of it but i mean i think more than anything anything else it's like it, it's it is about food being able to heal you know food mm-hmm. being able to get you to the next place or help you help you feel better like what are you eating what are you eating that 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 makes you feel bad what are you eating that makes you feel better you know when i think about health in general if you take the t and the h away what do you have you have heal and I think most of us are thinking about healing from something that we've been through. And the food that we eat should be a healing component in every aspect of, of what we do. Now, of course, we want it to taste good, you know, because that's that's important. It has to have, has to have taste to it. But I think I think food, particularly in our culture, has always had a place of camaraderie, a place of togetherness, a place of, of let's, let's break bread. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's it's one of those things. I mean, you eat at church, you eat it, you eat dinner every night with your well, not every night, some people don't, but you eat dinner with your family, you have Thanksgiving, you know, you have all the black holidays that we celebrate. So it's it's one of these things that I'm always thinking, like the food that we eat, and I say black people always eat the worst food because we eat the food that's 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 the worst for us, but a lot of times these foods do help us feel better. Sometimes it helps. Sometimes I feel a lot better eating a good pan of macaroni and cheese. But I'm isn't sorry. that why it's called soul food? <laughs> That's why they call it soul food. <laughs> I don't think I don't think the food is bad. I think it's how we prepare it. Again, like they always tie us to fried chicken, but there's like a thousand Chinese stores that fried chicken, but they don't eat fried chicken. They eat broth with vegetables. You know, we'll take broth and vegetables and make a gravy. Now you're adding starches and stuff that goes against your body. You know, I don't think it's so much what we're eating is how we prepare it. And I think what Ms. Vanessa said, too, when you talk to the, the spiritual aspect of it and the environment, our environments are prone and we're programmed to eat certain things in a certain way. Whereas mm-hmm. I think what Ms. Vanessa is talking about, if you can change your, your spiritualness, your environment and your culture that can help out with some of the problems, issues that we have with our health. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, I don't know if I would phrase it that way, especially the culture part. Okay. Um, just because I think culture is very important and valuable. I, I think that in, in the world of functional nutrition, for example, and, and even just, you know, now with the health coaching, like there is a concept of bioindividuality, which basically is just to say every single person is different and what will affect one is not you know will may not affect the other the same way and just just to give you an example right so i am married to someone who can cook very well he is he is the bomb he smokes meat it is so good he you know he he does fried chicken he he, he does the whole thing 
you know, whenever he's making bacon or sausage, like we, we've had some marital discussions about the frequency with which, you know, we might have some of these things. Um, and, you know, we're raising four kids, right? To my great surprise right now with our mold, I, I guess I didn't finish that story. So I also have mold toxicity, right? So we all, obviously I am not as affected as the kids have been, but, but it, it, it really got to me in December. Right. So, so I'm working with a nutritionist myself who targets mold detox and you know what that looks like. And do you know what she told me? She said, okay, so I really like that you're eating chicken. That's, that's fine. I really need you to eat more, more animal protein and particularly animal fats. And I'm mm. like, I'm sorry, come again. And she just kept on talking about, you know, the marbling of the, of the meat. Now, granted, she did talk about, you know, how the animal was raised and, and, and all of this, but just how that will help in this particular condition with, you know, cellular health and regeneration and that we, we need a lot of that. And I'm like, so do you mean breakfast meats also? And she said, oh, absolutely. That, that Absolutely you know, of course, go back to my husband. And I'm like, Russ, you are not going to believe what the nutritionist told me. And when I told him, he was like, I've been telling you this our whole married life. You just need to have more, (laughs) more of this, you know? So I was just so shocked. Right. But what works for me right now may not be true of someone who is struggling with high cholesterol or who, for example, who, who, you know, just had a stroke, right? Like that may not be the same criteria. So sorry, I got lost here. You were talking about, um, you know, not, not just the food, but the way that you prepare it. I mean, yeah, I think, I think it's all, and sometimes it is the food, right? Like sometimes, yeah, you know, the Cheetos, like, sorry, maybe it's that I didn't really like Cheetos to begin with. Right. So it's very easy for me to be like, yeah, the Cheetos just need to go, but you know, macaroni and cheese, like it depends, like how often are you having it? You know, what, what are you eating it with? Are you combining it with anything? Are can you make it any healthier? Like, do you have to put the pepperoni in? I know some people put pepperoni or they top it with like, yeah, I know. It's just, you, you got all different kinds of macaroni and cheese, right? Can you, can you make some changes or can you think about smaller portions? If that is really just like a holiday thing, what are we talking about? A few times a year? That's not what the problem is. The problem is not really the holidays. The, the problem is what you were doing between the holidays, right? Like the rest of the days. Tell them. Um, so I do think, I do think that that is part of it, but yes, environment. I mean, you know, toxicity is not just mold toxicity. Like we all putting all kinds of chemicals on our body, in our body, breathing it in. I mean, uh, we're just in a different world nowadays. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it's all encompassing really. That's, that's, see, See, I see Todd, them, them vegans, bro. Them vegans, they always they always got something to say. Like, but I, I know I know that just because I'm not vegan doesn't mean that I'm going I'm going to die early. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I just had to throw that in there. See, I see, I know you got something to say, sis. Go ahead. I feel that I don't know what to say. <laughs> Talking about dying and vegan and all that stuff. But she actually answered my question without me even asking the question about the eating healthy and things like that. I was like, what, what I was going to say, well, what do you think will help with health? What different foods, but you just said it, like you said, everything in proportion, basically proportion. I don't need that mac and cheese every day at five o'clock. Maybe <laughs> I'll do it once a month. Maybe I'll do it once a year. Yeah. You know what I mean? yeah. And why I have to add that pig fat to the collard greens. You just make greens. probably no. I take that back. I take that back. I, when I said it, I take that back. You do have to have pork fat and the collard greens. Take that back. Don't you even start. Don't take you, that back. Take, don't Sorry. You start. Sorry. I don't want well, if, you. If, if you're me, you probably need to add more of the pig fat, right? I mean, right. like. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think I just said it and didn't think about what I was saying. Take that back. Sorry. <laughs> You know, and I think some of this stuff is, is very intuitive too. And we just, we, we tend to want, I mean, some of, some of us are rebellious. I don't fall in that category. I'm very much like a rule follower and like, just give it to me and let me, let me see how I can make it work. Yeah. But like, we know that generally speaking, like fruits are good for you, right? Don't, Put them in all the syrup, like eat them as naturally as possible. Like we know that we don't need a doctor to tell us that, you know, vegetables, like eat vegetables. 
and eat a lot of them and eat them frequently. Right. I mean, I think that some of these things are pretty basic, but we're just, you know, we're so busy. We're so busy that ain't nobody got time for that. It's just like, we're just go, 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 go. You know, it's true. Yeah, it's it's true. I mean, we're full of, of, I mean, being parents, even, even with T situation, going to work every day and, and, you know, just having to take care of our own self. Like it's not easy. Yeah, Right. You're the first born on top of that. So, I mean, it's not easy. It's not. It, that's why even when you talk about health and wellness, I always find that people like they jump on these slogans so much. They jump on it and they're just so, yeah, health and wellness, health and wellness. I'm thinking about, but it's like, yo, there is so many components of this thing mm. that and you have to master it for your body, for what works for you. And, and sometimes, you know, you could you could tell a person, hey, this is what I'm doing and I, it's, it's working for me. But whatever you might tell them might not work for them. See, you that's have right. To, you have to make sure that that person or, or what you're doing for yourself is working, not try to push everything on people because it's working for you. If it's, if it's working for you, it is. And that's great. If it's, if it doesn't work for the next person. Okay. You know, I, I find that a lot of times, like we, we find things like, Oh, this worked for me. This worked for everybody. Like, no, no, it really doesn't. Cause I mean, you talking about COVID you talk about, I mean, just you talk about burnout. You, you, you want to talk about burnout? Like, just imagine having three, four kids, five kids during COVID, virtual learning, having to figure that out, waking up every day, time and time again, like Groundhog's Day, and doing this every day. And then you want me to focus on my health? I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to get. I'm just trying to get through the day. You know, I'm trying yeah. to just give me that burger because I just, I just need to put some in my mouth so I can eat. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Give me that. Give me them fries so I can hurry up and eat this food because I'm too tired to even think about cooking. Like, really. So I love that you that you mentioned that because I think, like, just to be clear about where the health coach's role is, and this this is what I love about it so much is, you know, the doctor doesn't have time. The, the doctor, you are with the doctor for 10 minutes. You know, they give you the diagnosis. They tell you what you need. Go take the medicine. Come back and see me if there's a problem. And then you come back and it's the same thing. When you have a health coach, the health coach is, is checking in with you. you. You've got an entire session devoted to talk about your health, like 50 minutes to talk. What? Like that is just unheard of. And it's you specifically. So the health coach, not, you know, there, there is education involved. Sure. But it's, it's not like a lecture style. It's very much an interactive, you know, discussion. And the health coach is trying to help the client along to make behavioral changes, trying to instill those habits. So, okay. So talk to me about that burger, right? Like what is it about that burger? And once you realize, oh, well, it's the ease of it, or I just need something that's like filling so that I can make it through, whatever it is, the health coach then helps you pinpoint, helps you explore the whys so that you can then make make an adequate change that works for you. I was going to ask you too, what do you think of this, this, this new app or this new company called Noom? <laughs> Yeah, you know, I don't. I don't really know much about it. Was was that like a workout app? Isn't it? No, it's it's like a psychological app that you that people use to kind of change their eating habits or change their their the way they that they consume food. And it, I guess it's it's catered to them individually. Um, that's what you talked about Ooh. the individual uh, bio. bio I'm, I'm sorry, I don't know how you bio bio individuality. Yes, bio individuality. Yes. That's what this kind of is in a sense it just it helps people figure out where they were eating wrong or how their body works with the food that they're eating you know mm-hmm. what time what time it's better to eat for you and because i went to the doctor got a physical i was like yeah well you know if i stop eating late then maybe i can lose some weight and they're like no sometimes that doesn't work for everybody like and that's the other thing too like medicine has changed from when we were kids when we mm-hmm. were growing up like it has changed, it has kind of evolved into being more about how a person how a person operates for themselves than just being like every person. Oh, you five four, you're 180 pounds, you you have to act like this is this is work, this is what works for you, you know, or mm-hmm. you six two and you 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 three hundred pounds, then you need to you need to figure out exactly how you're gonna lose that weight, you know, with the, especially with the misconceptions of being skinny is being healthy. 
Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's mm-hmm. just everyone always throws it out. If you're skinny, you're healthy. And it's like, no, everybody's different. You know, everybody has a different body mass. Everybody has a different, different genetics just in general. So you always feel like you have to figure out what works for you and what makes you feel the best, period. I, I've, I've always said it. I love working out. There was times that I were not, I was never able to work out. You have two kids, you, you exercise them. What? So like exercising? Like you knew me in high school. I was, I was, I was happy <laughs> Bob in high school, but exercising like now, like boy, but I've, I've developed a regimen. I wake up at six o'clock and the first thing I do is work out. Now, mm. I might not be dropping sweat all, all, all day or going ham, but I'm constantly, I've developed a habit. And now I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want to, I don't want to leave the house without doing it. Cause that's what makes that's me right. feel better. That's what makes me mm-hmm. kind of get my mental right. I mean, it, and it, it, it develops my mental, it gets my mental ready. It gets me, you know, whatever I might've been angry about before I work out, I ain't no more. I'm good. I'm just keep, you know, I'm just going and do this thing. So it's mm-hmm. just, it, it, it's, it's something that you have to kind of, you have to make a conscious effort because if you don't make the conscious effort, you're not, it's not going to get there. I think that's, that's the biggest thing people, people battle with is making the effort, the conscious effort of it. It's making the effort, having the time and, and being consistent. I think those are the three aspects that people kind of lack sometimes is having the time, being consistent. I mean, sometimes you got to make it like, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do this right now. You know, if I got to mm-hmm. wake up a half hour earlier, okay, so be it. You know what I mean? If I, if I get out of bed, okay, so be it. Now that's so much easier said than done. You know, that's so easier said than done. You might've had the night before your child couldn't sleep and they just, you was up with them till two o'clock in the morning. You might not feel like working out that next day. That's just, that's just, you know what it is. Or you, or you just, you just couldn't sleep that night and you wake up and it's just, I don't, I don't have that in me today. You know, so it, 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 it definitely varies from person to person. I think each person is different. I think each person has their own journey with it. And I think as people and individuals, I think we have to appreciate everyone's individual journey and not push anything on them. That's just because I do it doesn't mean that someone else is going to be beneficial to someone else, you know? And, mm-hmm. and that's, that's kind of like the way I think about everything. Just because you get married doesn't mean it's going to work for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Or just because you're working a job and they're paying you a lot of money doesn't mean that, that job's going to be work. That's going to job's going to work for you. I mean, I look, the same thing with health. And so, you know, I hope everybody listening to this can understand that your journey is your journey. Don't let anybody dictate how your journey is. Every day we wake up, we get another day to keep going on the journey. And sometimes all you have to do is just start. Just start. As hard as that, That's as right. hard as that could be sometimes, you just have to start. And you start small and then you can build from there. And you know, you're not gonna Rome wasn't built in a day, wasn't built in a year, but it was built. And I think that's that's kind of how you have to look at it. Eventually it's gonna pay off if you continue, you know, you stay consistent. That's just my mm-hmm. view of it. You know, I'm not a doctor. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not like my sister, Vanessa, who's a nutritionist and who understands certain aspects of it. But I can, I can tell you just from people I've, I've met and things I've seen that it takes time and be kinder to yourself. That's really, that's really important. Be kind to yourself. Do not beat yourself up over the things that sometimes are out of your control, you know? And, and I mean, that's all, that's my spew about it. I mean, I said enough. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I need to take up all that time. I just was, you know, I just was going <laughs> off because. I just, you know, I, I, it, it's important. Health and wellness is vital for everyone, not just in the black community, not just in the Hispanic community, not just in the Asian community. In every community, health and wellness is important. The health and wellness is not just what you eat. It's That's not right. Just, it's not just, you know, how you feel. It's It has so many different things to it. It's a moving target, really. And you have to kind of move with the target. You know, that's just my spew. And I, I'm, I'm done talking now. So, Ty, go ahead, bro. My, my bad. Go ahead, bro. So, Ms. Vanessa, as far as nutrition, do you see where some people are lacking in the nutrition that come to you asking for help? Like, is there like a common nutritional, I guess, defect that you see in people or? Yeah, I think that for the most part, people don't pay much attention to, to what they're eating and they tend to overestimate the amount of, you know, fruits and vegetables that they're eating. Um, so they, they think, cause they know that they need to eat those things. And so, um, they know they need to drink more water. Um, they know they should be using the bathroom regularly, but when it comes to actually figuring out like, okay, so, so what did that look like? What, what was breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you know, for the last two days, you know, th- there's a, there's a big 
uh, what is the, not, it's not a disconnect. It's just, you know, you, you, you know that you should be doing one thing, but, but you are doing the other. And it, it's not always drastic. It's not like people are eating McDonald's breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's really just, I see that, you know, people don't have time. And so cooking, there's just not a lot of home cooking happening. And I mean, already that I think creates some, some problems. So, I, you know, I, does that answer your question? Yes. Now, what, yes, it does. Yes. So the other question was, what part does our spirituality plays in this as far mm. as healing, functional medicine or functional health? You know, what part does the spiritual plays in this? If you can elaborate on that. Please. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, spiritual, when they talk about spiritual life, you know, we talk about the idea of just understanding that there is a connection to a greater being than ourselves being able to go out in nature for instance and know like there there is a creator who created this tree or these mountains or you know uh, whatever whatever that may be and so i i personally am a christian um and unashamedly so in the sense that I, you know if if my clients ask me i this is who I am. But I think that your, where I see it plays a significant role is, you know, your, your belief system, your, your understanding of, or your believing that you can get better, um, is also really important. And I, I, I'm careful to say that because I'm not, I'm, I'm not proposing a, like, if you believe it, then it will happen. Okay. Kind of theology. Um, Cause I am not personally with that. Right. Um, however, um, you know, I think that, I think that trusting like, you know, look the last two weeks, for instance, we had, um, we had just a, a pretty horrifying <laughs> series of events that happened just one after the other you know, I can, I can say all the positive stuff like you were talking about, you know, before, like I can, I can say like, oh, it's, it, it can only get better from here. Right. Like it's, it's, it's all going to work out. Like it's all going to be good. But really what, what took me, what held me and what, what had me literally hold it together was the confidence in knowing I trust my spirituality. I trust that God is for me. I trust that despite all these trials and all these negative things that are happening, like he is still good and he has my best interest in mind. That core belief absolutely shapes how I go through a trial, right? So that's just an example for, you know, for, for me and my, my own walk of faith. And so I think that anybody's spirituality is going to affect them. If, you know, if you believe like, well, what comes around goes around you know, or, or like, you know, you, you believe in, in karma, like that's going to affect how you act. Right. Cause you're like, Oh wait, it's going to be coming back to me. I better act right now. Like, so all of these spiritual thoughts have a, a deep, deep impact, um, on, on how we live our lives. And my last thing is you mentioned about the environment and the impact that that has on us like the impact that it has on us from a health standpoint. Can you talk to us about that? Absolutely. So, you know, two things come to mind. We talk about home environment. So that would be like one of the primary foods that, that I mentioned before. A home environment can be anything from what is the atmosphere like in your house? Like, are you in a tense family situation where like people are constantly yelling, people are fighting all the time? Like, that is going to affect, that's going to affect your blood pressure. That's going to affect your, you know, your, your mental, your mental capacity to, you know, that might be my, that might be my blood pressure right there. I mean, that that's the reality, right? Like, so, so I think that home, home environment, now that, that would be a more evident one. But I, I also think that, you know, there are other things like uh, when, when you're just, if you're in a cluttered home you know, someone who hoards a lot or like it's super dusty, it's hard to clean or things are just sort of scattered all over the place. That is very different from walking into a home that just like, you ever walk into a home and you're just like, I just feel so peaceful. Like it's just so calm here. Like that's the environment. 
that's the environment. Maybe it's a candle that really helps you, right? Like some people really like the incense, you know, other people, you know, they are like things are color coded. And, you know, again, it depends on what what works for you and in your home environment, you know, what is going to help you thrive. But then the other element of environment as we experienced is the toxins. You know, we, we learned the hard way, the effect that mold can have on the body. I, I've heard this. Oh yeah. Mold is bad. Mold is bad. But like, I'd never see it. If you looked at our home, you wouldn't be like, oh yeah, that looks like a house that has mold. No, like it was back behind stuff that you just would have never known. So that, but also, you know, everything from shampoos and conditioners and, you know, for women wearing makeup and, um, you know, perfumes, like I am not saying just, you know, abandon it all, but I am going to inform you, like, just be aware that those things do have toxins. And so I was never, you know, my husband called me crunchy or, you know, he said I was granola, like pretty early on in our marriage. I never adopted the title. I think he has a point, but now with mold toxicity and they talk about, you know, we all have like these, these toxin buckets and that, you know, it's like, if you think about a bucket and it starts filling up and filling up, like if it overflows, which is what happened in our case, because of the mold, like you better believe now I'm thinking about everything that is being put on my body. I'm like, wait, wait, fragrance. Oh, hold up. No, we need to, because I'm in a situation where I'm like all the toxins that I can remove so that I can facilitate healing, I'm going to do what I need to do, right? So those are the the kinds of talk, you know, pollution, the EMF, people talk about, you know, electric magnetic fields with the, with the phones and the towers. I mean, it's, it is like a whole nother world essentially, but that, that would all fall into the category of, of toxins are drinking water, like organic versus non-organic pesticides, like all that stuff. Ty, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, that's this, this right up our alley, Ty. This stuff you always talk about, particularly with the, with the electromagnetic fields and all that kind of stuff. Like it's, this is, this is, this is what we really realized and our environment does play a major aspect into into our our, our mental, our whole whole our holistic health, I should say. You know, I can shoot, man. I, I wish I could. I wish I would have taken some years back and took this advice and realized that you know I had to get some of the toxins, not the not the chemicals and the things I put on. I'm just talking about the toxins around me. <laughs> Sometimes they're people. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sometimes they're people. So. It, it's it's a um, you know Vanessa like we we have been really schooled tonight in a very loving way <laughs> mm. and you know I I really appreciate you coming on and just giving your expertise from from a person who's had experience within the field and in the career wise and as well as real experience with your life I feel like I know a lot more about this thing from from a different aspect you know health and wellness you, you just hear it all the time but it's so much more to it than just health and wellness. You know, so mm-hmm. like I greatly appreciate you coming on and sharing sharing all your experiences. Um, you know, we gonna, I'm gonna wrap the show because I, I, we could talk about this. We, we probably need to have a whole nother show time <laughs> about this next time. Next time, I'm gonna get some callers in, and we're gonna have some people call in and talk to you about it because it's it's. I mean, you 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 have a wealth of knowledge about this thing, and I'm sure it's not just because of what you studied, but it's also from life experience, and that's often often the best teacher, anyway. Um, yeah. And I, I think I think you what you know and how you know it could benefit a lot of people, could really help people feel better about where they are and where they can go. You talk about empowering women. I feel empowered behind this now, Ty. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, it's, mm. it, it ain't just it ain't just a woman thing; it's a people thing. You know, and thank and you for me. That's that's real important because. You know, you talked about how often women want to share more than men. You know, men don't want to share as much because, again, we don't want to be vulnerable. We're taught not mm. to be vulnerable. So being able to, to hear everything you're saying and, and understand it, you know, it, it's a blessing. It's big. You know, I, I feel it. I, I'm like, yeah, man, I, I, I say it to myself all the time. Like, you know, like, mm. so it, it's, it's really dope. And, you know, since you coming on tonight. I haven't seen Vanessa in so many years and it's such a beautiful time, such a beautiful thing to see you. She's a mom. Like I, I knew her before she was a mom and a wife, you know, <laughs> I knew her before all that. And she knew me yes. before, before I was a dad and a husband. She knew uh, before, yes. before I did podcasts and all that kind of stuff. She knew me before that. So, That's right. You know, when I tell my sister, I love her, I really mean, I love her. 
you know, I'm so I'm so happy for her. I'm, I'm so pleased to sit here and watch her do her thing and and really share her knowledge and to see her see her become the woman she is. And I'm not trying to be like, you know, you know, people are like I'm I'm so proud of you. Like, yeah, it's like no, like <laughs> I got you. Like, you know, like no, nah, really, like I'm I'm my sister, my sister, my sister, like, yo, you are really doing it, you're doing your thing. You you we're gonna have to give you some more, some more time to really share you share what you know and, and share with some other people because it's it's phenomenal. Absolutely. And thank you. Absolutely thank you. Phenomenal. I'm I'm honored to be asked. I'm like, hey kids, <laughs> I think I'm gonna be on the radio. I don't know. They're like, what? <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's definitely gonna be on. It's definitely gonna be yeah. on. But yeah. you know, when you, you can tell them, we'll make sure you get you the link. We come on every morning at eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> You know, so yes. every, every every day, Monday through Friday, when this episode drops, it'll be, it, believe me, you'll know it. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. whole family would know it. Would definitely put it out there for everybody to know. And you know, it's it's just one of the things when you get to see people that you know become who they are. It is a blessing. Mm. It's an absolute blessing. It's something that you you can never take for granted because you you know people as kids. You know, you never know what people are going to turn out to be. That's people right. Are, some of them turn out to be drug addicts you know yeah. the murder yeah. whatever but mm-hmm. when you see someone doing something extremely positive to empower other people it, it's it's what is what it's what's supposed to be happening so mm. you know vanessa for me my family my little ones you know i appreciate you appreciate you coming on make sure you please give a shout out to your husband for, for i will please do i please will make sure you tell him i said holla <laughs> you I know what i mean please make sure <laughs> I you will tell do him that. and, Thank and you. Is, is there anything you want to tell the people before Look, it's a pleasure. You want to follow me? Follow me on Instagram. I'm there. What's your Instagram, Vanessa? Uh, Vanessa underscore L underscore Whitfield. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We'll, we'll make sure we yeah. put it in the, in the descriptions and on the podcast. You, you'll see. You'll make sure you put that on it. You can please follow her. She she comes on. She does a live videos. She talks to you. You feel like you know her when you're looking at the videos. So mm. please go check it out. Please go do that. Um, Vanessa, we're gonna have to get a, a podcast drop and a radio drop from you too when we get off. But um, Ty, is there anything you wanted to say, bro? I became the student tonight, and I thank you for your knowledge, your experience, and your information. Uh, mm. It was it was informative, and I, and I thank you for it. Thank you so much. You're yes. you're welcome. It really was a pleasure. Well, fam, that's gonna wrap the show. Well, you know, you can always call us with your comments or questions at 844-844-1244. Again, that's 844 844- 844-1244. You can also email us at jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. Again, it's jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. That's J-I-M-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com. Also, family, remember you can follow us on Instagram at jimmybondspodcast, on Twitter at Podcast Bonds. Make sure you join the Jimmy Bond Podcast Facebook group. Also, make sure you check out illadelphiaradio.com for all of our shows, all the shows we have coming up all of our, our advertisers, as well as our, our spotlights, all that good stuff, please go to IlladelphiaRadio.com and check us out. But also, family, remember, we're still in a COVID-19 pandemic, so please, please, please wear your mask, wash your hands, practice social distancing. And remember to tell your friends and your family and your loved ones that you love them because you never know when you're going to get a second chance. I'm Jimmy Bonds, and I'm out. Peace. Fam, that's going to wrap the show. We want to thank you for listening to Jimmy Bond's podcast on Philadelphia Radio. We ask you to leave your comments and questions at 844-844-1244. Again, that's 844-844-1244. You can also email us at jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. That's J-I-M-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com. Now, remember, family, we are still in a COVID-19 pandemic. So please, please, please remember to wash your hands, wear a mask, and practice social distancing. Also, remember to take nothing for granted and value every opportunity you have with your friends, your family, and your loved ones. For in these times, every moment is sacred. So until the next episode, you can find me on Good Hope Road, screaming, stay up, don't sleep in your dreams. I'm Jimmy Bonds, and I'm out. Fight on. Come on. Fight on.